Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac. Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! We are Mac and Mac, John McMullen and Jody McDonald, your Birds 365 hosts here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Appreciate you streaming in here on a Super Thursday. That'd be Super Bowl week. Show number 698. I thought okay. we we're over 700. No, I, I'm, 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 I'm off on the count. I'm way off. One day I... I I transposed the number on my uh, countdown list on a calendar I keep. So I, I think I had us back down in the 300. So I think yeah. I was like, there's no way that was, it right. was like, I said that, yeah, it was 638 and it was really, yeah. I said 368 or something like that. And I did. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We just lost 300 shows. No, it is show number 698. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Monday we'll hit the, the nice round number of 700. Uh, so we appreciate your being here for, 
Well, those of you who've been here for all 698, God bless you. We love you. Thank you very much for that. I haven't uh, been here for all yeah, 698. Ne neither have I. Yeah, yeah, John, and I have done most of them. My guess would be about 650, you and I added a 698. You traveling. Yeah. And my mother-in-law. Like yeah. About 650 added. You got more than me because I, I got to travel more. You got the traveling yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But together we've done a whole bunch. Um. And I want to start today's show off script a little bit. It's funny. We'll pull back the curtain a little bit for you. Um, do the show. Yes, I wrap up 10 o'clock. We book our two guests. You're always thinking about uh, Birds 365, or at least I am. Uh, I'll jot a noter down during the day. I got a little piece of paper I always keep handy uh, that uh, I'll reference when I get up the next morning. And I did 625 this morning, same as always. Uh, start doing a little research, have a little <laughs> coffee, have a little cereal, get ready to do the show. Uh, so I got the show laid out as I think it should go. And then something throws you off a little bit. Today it would be the stream. Um, I'm going to read two of the first three streams, we uh, comments on our stream we got today from Billiano Fever. I don't recognize Billy's name. Doesn't mean he hasn't commented before, but he would be relatively new. There are some very recognizable names who comment, if not on a daily basis, damn close to it, who says, uh, love the show. May I make one suggestion? Addressed at least one or two comments in the chat. Others on the Jacob uh, channel rely on it. You don't have to, but still it keeps us engaged. I'll comment on this. I think I've commented on it before, but uh, if it needs repeating, so be it. Um, yeah, we don't use the stream. I don't use the stream. It's on me. I'm I'm running the show. Um, it seems like the guys on the stream have a good time entertaining themselves and talking back and forth amongst themselves. They don't really need Mac and Mac. They they have a good time going back and forth uh, amongst them. And more power to them. If we're an outlet for them and they can go back and forth, have at it, boys. Have a good time. Um, the stream doesn't really pose questions to you or I. Uh, so no. why, uh, they why? usually it, there's a couple trolling things. Uh, yeah, uh, we got 49er guys and cowboy guys no. and everything else, but they they don't really refer to Mac and Mac. Uh, so why would I want to eavesdrop on somebody else's conversation if they're going back and forth amongst each other? Have a good time. Go for it. But it's not something we're going to discuss on the show. Uh, what one streaming commenter is going to say to the other. Uh, and then we also got uh, this stream. Could we focus on some draft and free agency uh, this upcoming offseason? Super Bowl is not interesting this year. <laughs> okay. Uh. That's one opinion. And that might be an opinion as to why we don't use the stream as much as we do. Yeah, I think it's a tremendously interesting uh, Super Bowl. And if your focus is if the Eagles ain't in it, I ain't caring. Okay, that's your call too. More power yeah. to you. But if you yeah. want a response from us, I'll go, I think you're loopy. If you don't think Patrick Mahomes against Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan against Andy Reid, a dynasty team like the Chiefs against the most talented team roster-wise in the National Football League is an interesting Super Bowl, enjoy knitting at 6 o'clock on Sunday. I don't know what you're going to be doing with yourself, but I think the rest of the world is going to be turning on this yeah. non-interesting Super Bowl. I'm going to go 125 million or so. Uh, yeah. For I, this non interesting game, you think yeah. they're doing 125 million, huh, gentlemen? I, I think they will. Yeah, yeah they might. <laughs> um, maybe I'm going low. Maybe I'm going low. Uh, you might. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 you know, and by the way, we do this show every day. We're going to talk plenty of pre-agency and plenty of draft. No, the Eagles are going to report to camp and we're going to go, oh, shoot, we forgot. Oh, shoot, we forgot the draft. We forgot the draft. Uh, we're going to have draft shows. We're going to have. Oh, oh by the way, Eric, uh, Eric at home, 920, who was at the uh, senior bowl. Yeah, yeah. Apparently he missed yesterday's show when we had Tommy Lola, yeah, who was yeah. at the senior bowl last year. So how have we not even acknowledged the draft at this point? Of course we have. We're going to have our guy, Ian Cummings, coming on. He's great with the draft. We're going to have Rick, Rick Saratella, who's phenomenal. We're going, to, we're going to talk plenty of draft. We're going to talk plenty of free agency. But, yeah, there's pretty important game in the NFL coming up this week. Uh, you always have to talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have criticized Philadelphia fans for being provincial. I among them. This is a perfect example of that. Uh, yeah, it's an important game. It's a compelling game. It's got about 90 million storylines in the game. Um, and yeah, if the Eagles are, are and, and we're an Eagles-centric show, but we, we talk Eagles all the time. We're going to talk about the linebackers coach in a, in a, in a few minutes. Um, we talk about everything. We talk more Eagles than I, we talk about the 53rd guy on the roster. We, we get more into the weeds than anybody else when it comes to this team. Super Bowl week, you got to talk about the Super Bowl teams at some point. Uh, and, and we do it, and we do it judiciously, and we cover both aspects of it because there is a lot going on with the Eagles, mainly with the coaching staff. But um, And we've talked about it all the time. We've talked about it. And what bothers me, yeah, you talk uh, the provincial nature of the town. I'm not critical of it being provincial. That's perfectly fine. Just accept it and acknowledge it. So who are you talking about? We're not provincial. Oh, yeah. You are. I've been doing talk in this town for 33 years. It's the biggest small town in the country. It is what it is. That's good. I think it's part of what makes Philadelphia Philadelphia, part of the charm of Philadelphia. But some people get all bent out of shape when you call them provincial. Yeah, you are. That is a perfect example of it. Let's talk about the Eagles linebacker coach who was, as John McMullen told me before the show started, maybe their fourth choice, maybe their fifth choice for linebacker coach. Yeah, that's more important than Kansas City against San Francisco this year in the world of football. If there were ever a provincial statement, that would be it. Eagles linebacker coach, fifth choice, more important than Chiefs versus 49ers. Sorry to say, guys. Uh, that's just the way we're going to do Birds 365 going forward. 95% of it about the Eagles. 5% of it about the rest of the world of football. And every once in a while, we'll even well, get Well, because my argument would be the rest of the world of football has an impact on the Eagles. Of course one it of does. My, what, one of my problems I talk about all the time. Uh, how how can a top 10 offense be regarded as so pathetic? And this is a perfect example because you're not paying attention to the rest of the league. That, that This is a perfect example. So you, you, you think a top 10 offense is the worst offense in the history of mankind. People talk about the defense, which actually was bad, being about the worst defense in man. It wasn't even the worst defense this year. It was really bad. It wasn't even the worst this year. Other teams, you have to put everything in context amongst the league that they are playing in. And that's why it's important that you have to pay attention to the rest of the league. But yeah, you got me on a tangent. But yeah, 
That's how you get into these. Oh, so-and-so was the worst coach in the history of the world, and he's got, you know, a top 10 offense. Or this is the worst Eagles defense in the history of mankind. It's not even the worst defense in the NFL this season. You know. Like you said, it all ties back into the Eagles. And uh, like I said, 95% could be about Eagles, direct Eagles. But there is ties to other things. If you don't like it, you do uh, Here's a guy whose right name I do recognize, John Bell, who who, who streams in and, and comments often, comments something about he doesn't like. I don't think he likes anything. Um, <laughs> he specifically said today, at least your producer is telling you we don't care. Well, Zane hadn't told us anything. This is Jody McDonald uh, noticing the tweets and uh, surmising what I surmise. So it's got nothing to do with the producer. Don't put this on Xander. It has nothing to do. If we wanted Super Bowl coverage, we'd watch the many outlets with better coverage. Oh, take a shot. Our coverage isn't good enough. Other outlets have better coverage. That's good. I'll check back, but waste someone else's time. Talk to the fans. Okay. See you, John. See you. Appreciate appreciate having you. You're always Uh, here. You're always here. I mean, what? who's that uh, a reflection on? Uh, that, he's one of the names I do recognize. And we got a bunch of great commenters on the stream. It's just, like I said, they seem to enjoy engaging with each other more than they do engaging with us, which is fine. But John Bell, have a good day. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to talk a little about the Super Bowl today. Uh, and uh, I have no reservations about doing it and losing you, an Eagle fan who wants Eagles uh, 100% of the time, 100% of the days, uh, that's, that, that would to me be us shirking our responsibility. Uh, I'm not ready to make my pick. I'm going to make my pick tomorrow. If you listen to us this week in the very short segments we do on the Super Bowl, uh, Johnny at Mac is leaning toward Kansas city. He wants to pick San Francisco, but can't get past. Uh, I can't pick against Mahomes. I know where he's coming from because I picked the Chiefs to win outright last week against Baltimore. So I'm feeling that pull too. But I do think that the 49ers have the better roster. And I think this is a one, two, so three, including so teams coach. Uh, so I'm not ready to make my pick. I am on the record. I think it's going to be high scoring. The under over is 47 and a half. I think one of these two teams. Yeah. Is just I, you know, my problem is. Boy, everybody I know is picking Kansas City, and that bothers me. That always bothers me when everybody goes in one are you, direction. Are you sure your partner's picking Kansas City? You say well, no, not but yet. Now you do the show with every single day. Hasn't not not, not, not yet. Um, and, you know, technically I, I haven't committed either. And, you know, I'm trying to get somebody, hopefully Eric can do it, talk me into taking San Francisco because I do – I hate when people boil everything down to quarterback versus quarterback. I, I really hate it because there are so many other avenues. You can win a football game and Brock Purdy can win this football game as the quarterback of the 49ers and win the Super Bowl and play well. I said the same thing last year about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was the best player on the field last year in Super Bowl 57. I firmly believe that. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes. I never said that. I, I said that consistently. I said, he played great on one day, and he played better than Patrick Mahomes on one day. They still weren't able to win the game, but he's not a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. The same thing will hold true if San Francisco wins the game. Patrick Mahomes is still the better quarterback, but the point is you can win games. The better quarterback doesn't always win. Then right. why would any of us be here? Because right. we can easily pick. Hand, hand yes. the keys the next 10 Lombardi trophies and move exactly. on with life. Exactly. So, um, you know, 
I, 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 you know, San Francisco to me has the better roster. I'm with you there. I've been on that train for three years. I've been talking about San Francisco's roster. Uh, it's the deepest, the most talented in the NFL. Um, and, you know, but I don't like the way they're playing either. I don't like the way they played against Green Bay. I don't like the way they played against Detroit. Now, I give them credit for persevering, especially against Detroit. They shouldn't have won that game. Um, but, you know, what? 16 things had to go wrong, and they all did, and they won the game. They deserve credit for it. Uh, but it just bothers me the way they're playing, sort of like the style points discussion. Get it back to the Eagles. We had with the Eagles when they were 10-1. and one. Oh, but the style points weren't there. And guess what? Style points indicated something because the Eagles collapsed. Um, I don't think that's nearly to a, a drastic degree for San Francisco, who's played well, you know, pretty much all season, except that little stretch when they lost Trent Williams and Debo Samuel at the same time. Um, but it does bother me the way they're playing in the playoffs. And, Sam, and Kansas City's been hotter, obviously, in the playoffs much more struggles in the regular season, but they've gotten a little bit hotter at the right time. Yeah. Um, you're going to ask glass pass empty. I'm going glass half full. San Francisco's shown the ability to come from behind that. I think that's a key. You all in the biggest game of the year. If you've got a team that needs to play in front and you don't get in front that day, you're dead in the water. And San Francisco has shown that, they can fall behind and still turn it on and, and get a shoot. They went from down 17 to up 10 against the Lions. 27 unanswered points. I think that's pretty good. Uh, you can look, oh, my God, they fell down by 17. They got up by 10. They scored 27 unanswered points. Well, no, I mean, they should. I mean, on paper, I mean, they have so many explosive players. They, I don't question whether they can come back. They're a team that can get down by two touchdowns and not have to panic and come back and score points. And I, I agree with you about the points and they're going to score some points. And um, I don't think uh, San Francisco's defense has played up to their talent level uh, in, in the playoffs. So I think um, Kansas City's going to score some points. I have no doubt that they, they can do that. My, my thing is, if you look at the the NFC championship game. Look, they didn't do anything to make Josh Reynolds drop that football. Um, if if the Jameer Gibbs fumble was a great play by Fred Warner and he's just stripping them and I'd say, all right, but it was kind of like a, it was a bad fumble by a, a, a rookie player. I, I'm saying if you need to count, it's similar to what we're talking about the Eagles against the Chiefs yesterday with Matt Bergerame. Um, you know, MBS dropping the pass. Well, the Eagles won the game, but eh, you can't count on that. You know, uh, the the play's there to be made, and the player didn't make the play. Um, sometimes that happens. Sometimes it works out for you. But long term, you know, are you going to count on – maybe you can count on Kadarius Tony dropping a pass in a big situation. No, but are you going to count – I don't think you have to worry about that this Sunday. Yeah. Well, I'm going to bet good money Kadarius Tony yeah. sees, sees but if it's part of the field. Rasheed Rice, who's been really hot, are you going to count on him dropping a pass in a big situation? Uh, Travis Kelsey – Travis Kelsey dropped a pass against the Eagles. Um, you can't count on that kind of stuff. Not that it doesn't happen, but I certainly wouldn't want to – 
hold, hang my hat on it and say, oh, that's good. So they got to play better is all I'm trying to point out. And I think they would admit that. I think they'd be the first to admit that. I think that uh, it's a toss-up game that can go either way. And uh, we'll talk about it a little today, a little bit more tomorrow when we get closer to the game. Uh, but this is Birds 365, which, again, I'm getting crushed here on the stream because uh, we're not talking about the Eagles. Sorry about that. Oh, we'll rectify the situation. We'll get Martin Frank up here, Mr. Eagle Beat Reporter, to join us next. And, yeah, I'm going to ask Martin about the Super Bowl while we got him, too. Mostly about the Eagles and the coaching staff. By the way, I tied the Eagles into the Super Bowl talk. I tied them into the Super Bowl talk. Shame on you. Uh, He's McMullen. I'm McDonald. You got Birds 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first. Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Get ready for the big game with Underdog Fantasy and sign up right now with your verified account. Use the word WIN when you register. Underdog Fantasy is giving away $1 million in giveaways and Underdog credit on Super Bowl Sunday. And there's a new customer special for anyone that signs up this week for Patrick Mahomes. Get ready for Super Sunday and set up your account right now with Underdog Fantasy and use the word WIN. Mullen and McDonald, your Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. We've got Martin Frank jumping in with us from the Delaware News Journal. 
Martin, please don't refer to the Super Bowl. We've gotten off on a tangent here, talked a little too much. Uh, no, we're going to ask you about the Super Bowl, Martin. But first things first, Eagles, new coaching staff. They landed a king yesterday. What are we to read into that? The new king of the Eagle defenses. Is, is that going to be the key to the Eagles being able to be talked about leading it to the final game of the year next year? Is he going to be the guy to get the birds back to the ball? Sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Bobby King, baby. Outside linebackers coach. You know, yeah. it's funny, Martin. Martin will get this. Every year we we go to practice and it starts getting cold and the kind of grass that the Eagles have at the Novacare complex immediately turns, you know, a, a, a brownish color because that's what it's designed to do. But anyway, no matter what, Every time, no matter how many practices, and Martin knows this, we take pictures of the players, blah, we'll put video up. You got a couple commenters. What's wrong with the grass? Why is the grass dead? Can't they do something about the grass? No matter how many times, year after year after year after year. I say that to say this, Martin. I, I get it. Every time I put the Eagles hired a new coach, Bobby King yesterday, going to be the linebackers coach. Right. Um I get up and I and I want to hear if you get these. I get these. Is he any good? I, I'm like, what? I, what are their PFF grades for assistant positional coaches? I I love these people that decree. Oh, this guy's great. I I don't know. I'm sure he's brilliant, but I don't know much about Bobby King. Do you have an inside info on Bobby King? I, I, I'm afraid I don't. I just know like you know Vic Fangio is pretty much turning over the whole. Yeah. defensive coaching staff and I'm um, I'm assuming that he's got a pretty big say in all these guys that they're hiring. I mean, you know, they got a defensive uh backs coach the other day. Um Christian Parker from the Broncos, you know, the linebacker coach you just mentioned. They got a defensive line coach who was the Seahawks uh defensive coordinator. So I mean it seems like the entire defensive coaching staff is turning over and I would like to think that Vic Fangio has a big, big role in that. And these are guys that he thinks will execute his defensive style the way he wants it to be done. So um, I would say that Fangio probably knows that these guys are good more than we do. But, yeah, yeah, I would say that's the case. Yeah. Now, I will say there's a concern for me here because the Eagles interviewed Joe Barry um, and didn't get him. He went to Miami. Uh, as a uh, linebackers coach, run game coordinator. They interviewed Mike Caldwell. Um, he went to Las Vegas, same title. Um, and then his linebacker coach in Miami last year got hired by Green Bay with a larger title. This seems to be the first time he had to go down on the list, so to speak. That, uh, a, a little bit of a concern there, at least. I mean, maybe. Um it just depends. I mean, you know, like I know the um, I think some of these guys are pretty young, too. So maybe, you know, they're trying to get like the next Jonathan Gannon, you know, like a young. Oh, guy. be careful there. Yeah, I, really I, upset people. You know, you know what I meant? Like, yes, I know. The rising young star yeah. when, when the Eagles hired him and stuff. So maybe it's somebody like that. They can develop into becoming, you know, Fangio 65. Um, yeah. He's be doing this forever so you know maybe they found some young 
you know, rising star and hopefully can groom him to eventually take over if that's the case. Two things about the Bobby King hiring. As John pointed out, they talked to other guys first before they hired Bobby King, more well-known names around the National Football League. Um, here's how I'll put a positive spin on it. This seems to be more of a Sirianni hire than a Fangio hire. Some people think of that as a negative spin. I'll go positive because, yeah, we know that the emperor was told to drop his clothes, the head coach, and he had to turn over everything to his new offensive coordinator and defense coordinator and all the guys that he hired at hand in hiring are no longer Eagle coaches, not named Stoutland. The, the, the only contact between uh, Coach King and a four and an eagle coach is Sirianni back to San Diego from several years ago. He got no passover with Fangio. So it sounds like Nick put up his hand and goes, Hey Vic, I got a guy I knew four years ago in San Diego. He's good with me. You want to sit down and meet him? I'm sure Fangio was in on it and gave his uh vote of approval, but it sounds like more of a uh, Sirianni. I, and I I want Sirianni to have. I'm saying his coach, not just have every single person dictated to him. We know he's lost most of his powers, but just the fact that he has maybe enough influence to get one linebacker coach hired, I'm okay with that. And number two, about the other guys taking other jobs, who are the Eagles linebackers? <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. That's probably why. You know, it's interesting. That's what hey, I was going to bring up. I'll give him this much credit, right? He can read the Eagle roster and say, wait, I'm the linebacker coach. We yeah, got this uh, on the on the roster yeah, right now, and I'm going to no. be in charge of it. I'm, I'm gonna with be you. held responsible yeah. for it. I'm I with it. But I'm, I'm Warner or guys like that. Exactly yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% right, Jody. And I'm glad you brought that up because I have some empathy for DJ Elliott. I, I might be the only one, um, but uh, I have some empathy sure? for this reason. But number one, because of what Jody just said about the talent level, also yeah. what he had to go through. They bring in Zach Cunningham late. He had to get him ready. Miles Jack didn't work out. He had to get him ready. Shaq Leonard in season, they had to get him ready, uh, like immediately to, to play. Howie Roseman's up there saying, oh, Zach Cunningham had a great year. <laughs> he, he, he said that. He went out of his way. He, nobody know. asked him. He went right. out of his way. Dean too. Like, yeah. He went out of his way to say he still believes in the Kobe Dean and all that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely right. Like, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, going back to Jody's first point about, you know, Nick Sirianni getting a say on defense, you notice how they didn't get, get let him have any guys from Indianapolis. They're like, all right, if you want to go with a guy from the Chargers like six years ago, that's probably far enough removed, you know, for us. So, Well, we Nick can... said he had to go outside the family. He called yeah. it the family. Yeah, there were, to there go, were not yeah. going to be any Indianapolis Colts no, guys. No coming. family guys, yeah. yeah. Except Kevin Petulo. You can keep Kevin Petulo. Sure. <laughs> and Jeff Stotland, who was family before Sirianni became family. So he's, yeah, he's, he's sticking out. Yeah, did you see he's... the video? Stoutland talking Portuguese <laughs> to get ready for the game in Brazil. <laughs> Martin Frank, the, was there even a, a thought uh, a blip on the radar about Stoutland not coming back this offseason. I didn't think so, but a lot of people reading between the lines go, Oof, good thing Stoutland's coming back. He might not have. Really? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, Stoutland has survived how many? Um, he came in, Chip Kelly. He came in with Chip, yeah. Uh, and he's been now, in. you know, Sirianni and stuff, and um, 
Stoutland can stay as long as he wants. I mean, he's probably out of everybody, like even the head coach and, you know, Oh, yeah, he's, he's like the new Jason Peters. He's a he's ahead of the head coach on the yeah, flow he, chart. He he pretty much can stay as long as he wants. Yeah. And his know. wife laid down the law. He was leaving for Alabama after yeah. Doug Peterson got fired. He he wanted to go because he loved Doug and he was pissed. And his wife kind of put her foot down. So you got that too. Uh, his yeah. wife's like, I don't want to move. So um, yeah. yeah, Eagles fans are a little bit lucky. With Jeff Stoutland, to say the least. Yeah, but he's he's gonna have a he's gonna have a challenge um, this year. I mean, assuming Kelsey retires, uh, you know, you're putting Cam Jurgens, having you know, replacing a seven-time Pro Bowl player with Cam Jurgens, who hasn't started a game at center in his career, you know, and, and if Jurgens moves over to center, then you got a new right guard, and it could be Tyler Steen. I mean, Tyler, baby. Tyler Steen, deep end. Yeah. Exactly. So you Where are play- you on Kelsey, Martin? He's out there in Vegas playing poker with Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura and comedians. Uh, he's uh, doing all that stuff with the podcast and his brother. A lot of people are, you know, taking his hints at the Pro Bowl, saying he's coming back. Where are you with Jason Kelsey? I'm still leaning retirement. Jody's retirement. Leaning, he's coming back. Where are you on that uh, scale? I'm leaning. I'm leaning retirement. I mean, I think, you know, pretty much after that uh, playoff game against the Buccaneers, when like you know a bunch of guys were saying in the locker room that you know he told them he was retiring, and then all of a sudden he backtracked and everything and said, "Well, I haven't made up my mind officially." Um, I still think that's what he was going to do. I think he went into last season all along thinking that was going to be his. His last year, you know, he started preparing for his post-football playing life, you know, with the podcast and other TV experience, you know, appearances and stuff like that. So I would be surprised if he came back. Let's just leave it at that. I I don't think he is. Yeah, Martin's going glass half empty, kind of like John with the the 49ers. Um, I think that's one of the big reasons he's coming back. That Tampa game sucked so bad. And, oh, by the way, don't tell him I said this. He wasn't good either. He was part of the problem against Tampa. Jaden didn't have a very good game. Um, yeah, he doesn't want to go out on that note. He doesn't want to go out with that sour taste. I think he's coming back in in part because it ended as badly as it did. And I don't think Kelsey wants that to be his final note on the field in the national footballing. And being pushed on a sled at the Pro Bowl doesn't count as his last moment on the field as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I'm sticking with Kelsey's coming back. I know, not. Go ahead. I was going to say that's an interesting point because because we all thought he was going to retire after that you know final Doug season um, that ended four and eleven and and one and you know you could I remember the I'll never forget the image like him and Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz yeah sitting on yeah. a bench yeah. yeah and it seemed like none of those guys were coming back and and shockingly I I mean I thought that was like probably the most surprising thing when he said he was going to come back, you know, with a brand new coach, a brand new quarterback, you know, a whole new offense basically. But I don't know. This is like, yeah, it's amazing. How long three all pros later, here we are. (laughs) talking about. It's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. And that last game was against, uh, uh, never mind. It wasn't Tampa Bay, but um, yeah. I mean, I just thought back then he was going to retire. So 
Yeah, he's been up. he's been surprising at all. That's why when when he goes out, when he finally retires, I'm gonna be wrong. Uh, we could be doing Birds three sixty five and thirty thirty at twenty thirty seven. I'm gonna go. Jason's coming back next year. He's not gonna go out on that note. So I'll, at some point, I'll be wrong, but I don't think I'm gonna be wrong this year. Um, I don't know that we've had Jan Martin since that Tampa Bay game. I want to ask you about the quarterback. There are probably a list of twenty eight things that you can point to and said that could have contributed to Jalen Hurts going backwards this year. Um, yeah. Give me the top three in your order. Eliminate the other 25. We'll acknowledge that there, there are a whole bunch of things. Some of them Jalen's fault. Some of them not his fault at all. He paid the price for someone else or some other decision. But give me what you think were the three reasons why Jalen Hurts went back whatever percentage we want to agree on that he went backwards this year. Yeah. Um, I would say number one was the injuries. Um, you know, he'll never tell us as much as we'll ask, but I mean, the knee was obviously a factor. Um, he didn't run like he did in, in like last year, for example. Um, and I think that had a big, big role. I mean, when you're not a threat to run and stuff, teams can say, all right, we don't have to like, you know, have a spy on you or, you know, uh, treat you as a plus one. We're not going to be, you know, the read option isn't going to kill us and any, everything like that. So they can focus more on, you know, the receivers. Um, and I think that happened uh, to a large extent and they couldn't get it back. Um, I also think, you know, he tried to play hero ball a little bit too much. Um, you know, that obviously was Carson Wentz's downfall, you know, three or four years ago. Um, but I think there was some of that, too. He was forcing passes into tight windows and stuff, and you saw that with the interceptions. I mean, he threw 15 this year, which is as many as he'd thrown in the two previous years. He just wasn't looking at – and another one, he wasn't looking at over the middle of the field like he did in 2022. I mean – you know, how many times did we see like a slant to A.J. Brown go for 30 or 40 yards, you know, the year before? And we didn't really see that nearly as much. I mean, you look at the uh, you look at the game against uh, was it Seahawks when he threw that interception at the end. I mean, you know, it was kind of a risky pass in a situation where you didn't need to throw that ball. Um, and then we found out later that they kind of improvised on that play. But still, yeah, you know, yeah. It just what I would say those were the top three um, okay. reasons why he might have regressed this year. Well, I, I I want to talk about the ecosystem around Jalen Hurts, and obviously there's been a lot of criticism of Brian Johnson. The Eagles moved on. Um, Alex Tanny, the Eagles moved on, and I want to focus on Alex because he was the one working with them, sort of on a day-to-day -day basis the most. Um, and if you think about Brian Johnson, if you think about uh, uh, Brian Johnson working, and my dog is chiming in, so I apologize. Um, chiming in on a, you know, he had a career year when Brian was working with him on a day-to-day -day basis, Mark. Now, Alex, for those who didn't see, got a new gig in Indianapolis. Makes right. sense because Shane Steichen is there. He also, and I haven't seen this officially, but somebody, uh, whoever covers him for the athletic, I forget the name. I apologize. I'll look it up. Said he's going to be the passing game coordinator in Indianapolis. So he's getting a promotion, Alex Tanny. We all know how 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 well Nick Sirianni talked about Alex Tanny 
last year, coming into the year, raved about him. Couldn't talk enough about him. He and Shane are thick as thieves. From moment one, I said, I, I heard he was going to land in Indy. And sure enough, he lands in Indy. I can't believe Nick Sirianni thinks Alex Tandy's a bad coach after everything he said about him. Long-winded yeah. way of saying, what the hell's going on here with Jeffrey Lurie forcing Nick Sirianni to go away from people he likes and trusts? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I agree with you about Alex, Alex Tanny. I was kind of, you know, surprised. But the more you think about it, I mean, they brought in a new coordinator, Kellen Moore, and he's going to want to hire his own guy. I mean, I don't think that was a Sirianni decision as much as a Kellen well, Moore. Well, definitely. Yeah, definitely you know, not a Sirianni um, decision. <laughs> and, you know, this guy, uh, Doug Nussmeyer, I believe, yeah, he's, he's worked with uh, Kellen Moore both in Dallas and with the Chargers. And, you know, I mean, you can't really argue with the results there either. I mean, Dak Prescott, you know, is still one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. We all know Justin Herbert is a, is a great quarterback too. Um, so I think that was more Kellen Moore than, than Nick Sirianni saying, oh, it's not a good thing though. Is that a good thing that well, we're going to find, yeah. find out? I mean, yeah. you know, um, they're changing pretty much everything. Like uh, that's, I mean, these are the two guys who work with Jalen Hurts on, are going to be the two guys who are going to work with Jalen Hurts on a daily basis. And obviously you need to see the results that you didn't see last season, this past season with Brian Johnson and Alex Tanney. So, I mean, you know, if you're going to change everything like they are with Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator, then you got to let Kellen Moore, you know, bring in the guy who he thinks, you know, is going to. Yeah, I agree with that part of it. I get my, my issue is with the overriding aspect of it going back and saying, if you're going to keep Nick Sirianni, why are you keeping Nick Sirianni if you're going to go away from everything Nick Sirianni does? Is kind of where I here's, am. Here's my here's my answer to your point, John. Um, people have overarching jobs. You're the head coach of Philadelphia Eagles. You're you are expected to do a lot of things, and you're evaluated on all of them, and you can evaluate them separately. Like Will Chamberlain, up until a point, was the greatest player in in basketball history. He wasn't a good foul shooter. And no arguing. No, he, 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 he still is the greatest player of all time. Couldn't make free throws to save his life. So you can have a hole in your game. Who is the coach that Sirianni hired specifically? All Sirianni, since he got here to Philadelphia, where he go, I, he picked him. He knew him. He was really good. Who's that guy? Shane. Shane, yeah. The coach of the Colts. Yeah, Shane. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it just shows like how Nick Sirianni doesn't really have the power anymore. I mean, he can't bring in his own guys anymore. I mean, it's got to be, you know, the only way he saved his job is by saying, "All right, I, I got, I'll fire Brian Johnson. I'll fire, you know, defensive coordinator guys to sign Matt Patricia, and I'll let those guys, you know, run the offense and run the defense." He's he's a CEO coach now. That's that's what he is. He's not. It's not his offense anymore. That's basically what it comes down to. Wasn't he CEO coach before? I, I, you know, when he gave up play calling to Shane in year one, to me, that's when he became a CEO coach. But to me, the difference is, and this is the threading the needle, Martin. To me, he was a CEO coach with power, and he could make right. decisions, overriding decisions. Now he's Jason Garrett with Jerry Jones. Now he's like, all right, sit in the corner, clap. 
uh, be a culture guy, um, it would you know, motivate people. And by the way, he's good at all that stuff. I'm, there is nothing wrong I'm, with that. I mean, John Harbaugh has been like that for years in, in Baltimore. I mean, you can't argue with the results there. Um, you know. Yeah, but has he? That's my point. Can't John do stuff? If he, he fired Cam Cameron, you and I were at the uh, Baltimore-San Francisco Super Bowl and the god-awful Superdome um, and, and the uh, electrical. Um, the Ravens were cruising. Then the 49ers almost came back. But that year he fired uh, Cam Cameron, I believe it was, and then uh, hired Jim Caldwell. Right. He, he had the power to do that kind of stuff. Maybe Nick will still have that. Well, uh, we know yeah. Nick had it. At least we know we had it. That he said it. He fired you on the side. Yeah. How'd that work out for him? The yeah. Cam Cameron fighting, uh, firing worked out fine for our boy. It didn't work so well for Sirianni. That's but my question is, and you're right, I, there's no doubt he had it. I'm saying, does he still have it? I don't think he still has. Oh, no, I don't. I think he. No. I think he pushed his chips into the middle of the table and said, "Give me Matt Patricia." It lost. So he lost the power along with it. Yeah, I agree. I I, I don't think he has the power anymore. Um, and you know, that's how he kept his job. I mean, it, it's becoming pretty evident that, you know. Jeffrey Gloria or Howie Roseman, you know, those guys say, all right, Nick, you want to stay here? You're going to have to do this, this, and this. And Nick said yes. And four years ago, Doug Peterson said no. So, yeah, okay, I agree. So I agree. But it was. And that pretty much is, is the difference between Doug and Nick. So if you're Nick, I want you to put your Nick Sirianni cap on or your visor with the uh, numbers of injured players. With the um, – Pencil thing, hang on. Yeah, pencil thing. We'll go. Well, we might get a, get away from the pencil because of Matt Patricia. But, um, are 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 you kind of in your moments when you you're alone? Are you thinking about the next chapter already? If you're Nick Sirianni, because uh, I don't know, it looks pretty defined to me. Look, even even if you go back to being a Super Bowl contender, let's. Let's pretend they're 14 and three next year and they they have a deep run in the playoffs. Then you're going to be in the same situation you were in 2022, where whether it's Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon, whether it's Kellen Moore, it's not going to be big. So it's not going to be right. both, but you're going to lose coaches and then you're going to start this all over again. Um, if you're Nick Sirianni, do you see that writing on the wall or are you so competitive? You're like, I got to make the best of my situation. Yeah, I think it's more the competitive thing. I mean, you know, I mean, Nick Sirianni, like doing whatever he needed to do is to keep his job, I think shows that to some extent. And and you brought up a good point. I mean, yes, when he hired, um, when Nick first got the job and he brought in Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon, you kind of knew at some point both of those guys were going to leave. Um, well, how he would say it about Gannon from day one. We're yeah, renting this right. guy. Yeah. We're renting this guy. Right. Um, yeah. So. I remember that. Yeah. But Vic Fangio is not going to leave. I mean, unless he gets no. fired. No, um, he's not. So you're pretty, you know, it's kind of like Andy Reid with Jim Johnson. I mean, if, if Fangio can do what Jim Johnson did back, you know, 20 years ago, I mean, he's there for life, you know. Stalin's there for life. And um, so it, it would be my answer to that. Sorry to interrupt, Martin. Yeah. Should the... Uh, 
Should the Eagles have hired a young defensive coordinator? No, excuse me. Should they have hired an old man offensive coordinator because of the fear of, well, if he does well, we'll lose him. I, I think that's defeatist thinking. Your job is to get the best coaches yeah, you can get right. and not worry about, oh, my God, if he's really good, he's going to leave and become head coach. If Keller right. Moore becomes in, yeah. and goes and gets a head coaching job, there's a reason for it. He was really good here. That's a good right. thing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right, and it's, it's still an attractive job to any like offensive coordinator. You're going to come in, you're going to have the quarterback already set. You're going to have Devonte Smith, you know, probably going to get an extension, um, or you know, this this year at some point. So you know, he's one of the top wide receivers. AJ Brown still has a couple years left on his contract. I mean, and you know, the owner Jeffrey Lurie loves offense more than anything. So you know, you're going to get like you're going to get like top candidates. So if, if Kellen Moore ends up leaving, then, you know, they're going to find somebody else. Um, you know, I just think the the transition from Shane Steichen to Brian Johnson, I think they just kind of said, all right, let's keep everything as familiar as possible because Brian knows Jalen Hurts and everything. And, you know, he's spent the last couple of years as the quarterback's coach and, you know, he can just take over and it's going to be seamless. But I think, what they learned from that is, you know, the next time, let's say I, after two years when Cohen Moore leaves to become a head coach, you know, they're going to say, all right, let's find the best possible candidate. And they're going to be a lot of them and they're going to want the job. So I think that would be the difference. Uh, Martin, we got scolded for not talking enough Eagles free agency. So I'm going to start that with you. Okay. Um, I, I was looking at the Eagles free agent list and I said, boy, besides Kelsey and Fletcher Cox, which is about retirement more than, and then, you know, yeah. if Kelsey wants to play, he'll be back. If Fletcher wants to play, I think he'll be back. It might be more of a, a money problem with Fletcher, but we'll see. Aside from those two guys and maybe the punter who was great, Braden man, right. when he got here. And maybe Rick Lovato, I think, is pre agent as well, but I don't count the long snapper because Rick will be back. He's tremendous. Right. And um, he might not be on the 53 man roster when they cut down. Yeah, they did that they, last year. Yeah, they, they did it two years ago. Yeah. And, and, and that's part of the reason why, because he's a vested veteran and they have a good relationship and they can play those roster games. Mm -hmm. um, so he'll be back. I, I would not be upset about losing any free agent, any. DeAndre Swift would be the best. Yeah. But right. I mean, would you really be upset and say, oof, we can't overcome that? Um, I I there's there's no free agent that you say, well, we gotta have this guy back. Except Braden Mann. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's uh Braden Mann was probably as good a pickup. He was great. Yeah. Year. It might yeah. be the best pickup of the year. Um, but I would say, yeah, I mean. You can replace DeAndre Swift would be a big loss, but you can replace him in the draft. And I think like, you know, you're gonna lose Quez Watkins. You know. Oh no! And, Say it uh, isn't so. Like, there's a big Martin. Martin's but, Martin's Quez's guy, man. Quez Quez got very angsty, you know, and rightfully so because people crapped on Quez consistently. So he got he got very angry. Martin's one of the few people we would occasionally talk to at the end. Yeah, right, exactly. But I mean, my point is like you can replace Quez Watkins in the draft, you can replace nothing. Alameda Zacchaeus, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say replace, I should say improve upon. Um, yeah, 
Uh, Mark Bequez is not going to talk to you now. Yeah, no, he's, he didn't talk to me after the season and everything. So it's already, that ship's already left the port. Um, but oh, yeah. Don't, like, don't know how you're going to get over that, Martin. It would just be crushing me to my soul if Quez stopped talking to me. Uh, he yeah. says with tongue firmly yeah, implanted been, in cheek. It's been haunting me. But like my point is, you know, they're gonna have to spend. Gonna, <laughs> oh, you got you got Jody choking. Well done, Mark. Uh, yeah, very good. They're gonna have to spend to sign some free agents, and and that's gonna be prop. I mean, it's gonna have to be on the defense. I mean, I think if oh, you're, yeah. you know, if you're looking at the offense, you can kind of replace guys, you know, improve guys in the draft and everything. So you don't really have to spend there. I think they're gonna have to like shell out a lot of money. Um, you know, for some really good guys on defense, because, you know, even though you're not really losing any free agents, you do have to get a lot better. I mean, you look at their defensive stats, they were like, you know, 30th in, in points allowed, 31st in pass defense. Yeah. And oh, they were bad. Yeah. Yeah. You can't replace that with, you know, young guys like Keely Ringo and I like Keely Ringo, though. I got, ho I got high hopes for Keely Ringo. Yeah, I think but he's not. We no, need, you can't count on it. No, yeah, I agree need, with you. You need to, you know, they'll, they'll lose James, you know, they'll probably won't bring back James Bradbury, but you got to bring in somebody, you know, you can pair on the other side with Slay. You know, you got to upgrade at, at linebacker. I mean, yeah, you can count on N'Kobe Dean coming back, but, you know. Can you? I I know how he is, but. How he is, I mean, that's. It seems like a done deal there, but I mean, you got to, you know, you can spend and get somebody better than Zach Cunningham. You know, if you're losing Played Fletcher, pretty well, according to Howie. <laughs> if, you're, <laughs> if you're losing Fletcher Cox on the defensive line, well, you can spend big and get somebody who's younger and, and probably better at this point in his career. Well, um, I think it, on the defensive line, I think it's got to be about getting better in house, just getting Jalen Carter uh, better getting Jordan Davis better, getting Milton Williams better. Those are good players, but you just got to get them to reach their ceiling. Yeah, uh, they're also young, though, and I think you yeah. need a veteran to kind of, you know, show them the way. I mean, you know, a guy like Chris Jones is going to be a free agent. Oh, um, that, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's, no that's big time. That's well, I can't believe – you never know with Kansas City. They let Tyreek Hill walk. but Exactly. You know, um, they're, they're not in the greatest – salary cap situation yeah. um they can't keep everybody um so i'm not saying you know that's a lot yeah, but that, Chris now, Jones, all right let, let, let me i've already but done a really like, somebody I'm, like at that kind of level i mean if you get somebody like that to pair next to jalen carter jordan well, yeah that'd be pretty stinking good I mean, yeah i would agree with that yeah, I've done done a really good job of ticking off all the streamers today, so why don't I go swing for the fences here? Uh, <laughs> the Eagles aren't in good salary cap space either because Martin Frank just told me, well, they'll be moving on from Bradbury. That's not good. That's a massive cap hit. You are, And Bradbury stunk. He was terrible at the end of the year. I'm not questioning your evaluation of they need to move on from Bradbury as big a Bradbury fan as I've been. And I... I was calling for the Eagles to sign him when he was still with the Giants. He hadn't even officially been released yet, but there was enough smoke up there to go, yeah, the Giants are going to move on from Bradbury. And I loved it when they signed him. I loved it when they re-signed him. He fell apart. He fell off the, 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 the cliff this offseason. So I agree with you. That's a massive cap hit. They've right. got a lot of guys already under contract. 
where are they going to get the money for Chris Jones? Well, I don't you, see that for a millisecond that they have the ability to pay top of the market for one of the well, best you can, you, in can, the um, you can release Bradbury with that post-June 1st designation. And I think yeah, okay, you Martin. Can, like you seven. can uh, you can get a lot of money. You can release Kevin Byard. You're going to uh, get it. Yeah, I was just going to say, like you, if you release Kevin Byard, you're you're saving thirteen million right there, and that more than offsets what you would lose by, you know, releasing Bradbury. So, and there are ways. I mean, you restructure uh, Hassan Reddick, uh, Josh Sweat. You know, those guys you save probably another fifteen between the two of them, probably 15 to 20 million right there off the cap. I mean, I was just know. looking at the market value for Chris Jones, according to uh Spo track would be 28.4 million a year, three years, 85 million. Um, oh yeah. He's big yeah. ticket, big That's ticket item. As you they know, say. You put in, you know, how he's great putting in those voidable. Oh gears. yeah. He could figure it out from that. I can't believe uh, Kansas city. Would, this year's it wouldn't be 28 million on this year's cap i mean like you know. I, I i already got now we got this will be the time of year because i've opened uh i've opened the uh can uh on free agency here with mark frank um i already got an antoine winfield here uh yeah, yeah. Uh, tampa yeah. bay is not yeah. letting him go they're gonna franchise him so stop it Right off the bat, not Martin. Stop it. He's not going anywhere. You don't think the Chiefs will franchise Jones? They might. That's what I'm saying. Now, they had issues with Chris Jones last year, I uh, and they franchised him, I believe. And and there were some – I don't know how that worked out, so I have to do the research on that. Sometimes he missed when the you first work, game. He sat up yes. in the stands for the first game. Yes, he missed the first game. The first I'm game. saying I don't know how the contract worked out. They might have put something in there that you can't franchise me again. Players do that. I don't know. I have to look into it. But, yeah, they had some issues with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay loves Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah. Tampa Bay's going to – if they don't get something done, they're going to franchise him. So stop talking about Antoine Winfield Jr. With Chris Jones, at least there's been some angst with the Chiefs in the past. So maybe that can complicate things. You don't think Ancon could whip up some angst real fast if they start talking about franchise tagging him? Um, yeah, he won't be happy, but they'll franchise tag him. That's for two years down the road. That Chiefs already did it with Chris Jones, so they're farther down the road. By no means am I saying the Eagles are getting Chris Jones. I don't think they're yeah. getting Chris Jones. I think they're going to build on Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Milton Williams, as I said. Mm -hmm. um, that's too expensive. But Martin's right. You can extend – Hassan Reddick, get his number down. You can release Bradbury. I think they will post June 1st. You can release Kevin Byard. I think they will. They can get a lot of money pretty quickly. They I can. think Byard, you release him, it's $13 million you save yeah. on the cap right there. So that takes you from 20 to 33 right there. Yeah, um, they, can get, they can get a lot of money pretty quickly. Yeah. So it's they not about fitting them, but I, I just don't think yeah, I don't. I don't think they're in a position to go after a player like Chris Jones. Yeah, they can say it. Uh, since you're asking, the Chiefs can franchise tag uh, Jones again, thirty-two million dollars for the franchise yeah. tag if they want to do it. It's a big number, but they can stick the tag on him again if they want. Don't know if they would do. And also, Eagles wise, I, I believe he's twenty-nine, going on thirty. So yeah. you know. They, yeah, they, I think I, like when when they um, when the Eagles signed Hargrave, I think he was like 28, maybe they yeah. gave him a three year deal. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but I mean, my overall point is if you don't get Chris Jones, you can still go after somebody else. You can get somebody. Yeah. They're going to have some money to get somebody if they want to get somebody on defense. Right. Yeah. And you talk about uh, the Eagles free agents. They would look at the list. I think they got 14 free agents and I'm with John. None of my like, Oh my God, they got to get it done now before they actually get the free agency. All 14 of those guys have a better chance of being back on the same contract. If they just re-signed for the same deal they had, then Kevin Bayard does for coming back on his contract. That has no chance of happening. So you can just go ahead and add Bayard's name to the free agent list because they're going to cut him because of the money that Martin just said they would save. There's no chance he plays on a contract he's got left. None. Yeah. I, I would actually be really interested to see what happens at running back because not only like is Swift a free agent, but like all of the, a lot of the top guys are like Saquon Barkley. I mean, you know, and the market just isn't there for a running back. So like, no. would Howie go like maybe five, six million a year for, you know, someone like Barkley or something like that? I mean, or would he just, you could probably, you know, get somebody in the draft. I think he wants Isaiah Pacheco more than uh, Saquon Barkley. I think he wants a seventh round pick. Lou Nichols. I wrote about Lou Lou Nichols for some reason. Uh, Seventh round pick of Green Bay, I believe. Now, Green Bay is loaded. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. They're running back. They had Aaron Jones. They had... uh, uh... A.J. Dillon, and they had another good back. They were loaded at running back, so they cut him. Uh, the Eagles picked him up, put him on the practice squad. He led the nation in rushing. Lou Nichols, just keep a uh, little dog ear on Lou Nichols. And that's the kind of player they want at running back. If he can play, and I have no idea, but if right. he can do some things, he can be he can be relevant. I, I don't think they want to pay 
Saquon Barkley. I don't, I, I don't think they want to go that route. Yeah. I, I, I could I just, be wrong. I'd just be interested to see like how much those guys get like in free agency. Yeah. Well, it's always that, that market. And DeAndre talked about that. And I, by the way, I think Miles Sanders hurt DeAndre Swift. Oh, yeah. Because he played so poorly and he yeah. got the longest exactly. term deal. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody's I, getting, nobody's yeah. getting that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to get even worse. At M. Frank NFL, make sure you follow Martin on X. Read him at DelawareOnline.com. He's got some good stuff up there about Howie Roseman. Should he finally prioritize linebacker? He might, but uh, probably not. Um, Now, I know I've been asking everybody, is their passport up to date? I know yours is because you're already a world traveler. How excited... (laughs) Are you to go to San Paulo, Brazil? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I just found out you need a visa too, though. Um, oh, so Boy, this is breaking news to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was. Uh, we had a story on that in our paper. You're going to need like uh, not only a passport but also a visa to go. Oh, wow, wow. Oh, uh, you know, do you, well, do you have to take a Portuguese language test? Before you get off the Jeff plane, Stoutland. I'm going to have it with Jeff Stoutland from Stoutland. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Stoutland University. Now it's going to make time for both of you two guys this off season. That's happening. New, yeah, right. New, uh, new offering at Stoutland University: Portuguese yeah. 101 at Stoutland University. All right, last thing for you, Martin Frank. Now I know you are a Swifty, um, so I I fear I know the answer to this question already. Who's winning the Super Bowl on Sunday? Uh, I am going with the Chiefs. Yeah, season Swift. He can't move past the fact. Uh, everybody's picking the Chiefs, Martin. It it, it concerns know, I'm kind me. Of surprised with that too. Yeah. But I, I just I, I just can't go against Pat Mahomes. You know, like I know I'm with you. He's and that defense is just dominating right now. Um, I know the I'll, forty. I'll, I'll remind you two guys. The last time I heard such conversation was. In 2017, when people said, how do you pick against Tom Brady? All he does is win Super Bowl. The Eagles, come on. With Nick Foles, you're going to take Nick Foles over Tom Brady? Are you crazy? You're going to take Brock Purdy over Patrick Mahomes? Are you crazy? How'd Nick Foles do? Uh, Nick Foles did pretty well. Did pretty okay. well. Just, just remember, pretty just, well. just play the by, seed for By you the guys. way, because it was the whatever anniversary, what was it, sixth anniversary of, of the Super Bowl, um, Super Bowl 52, Nick Foles, the Philly special. I saw a lot of, oh, how many Eagles numbers should they retire from the Super Bowl team? And there were more Nick Foles than anybody else. I'm like, are you people insane? You don't retire a freaking number for a guy who had a good run. It was a great, no, it wasn't a good run. It was a great run. Stop with the retirement. I'm, I'm, we're pissing people off, Jody. I decided to piss more people off. Stop it. Dude, the guy's got a statue. Right. Yeah. Statue's not enough. They got to retire his number two. Sponsored by Bud Light. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, yeah. they do have a statue. Did they, did they still have that? Because Doug's in that statue too, so. They might have thrown it into the closet, the broom closet. I think they put a tarp over Doug. Lincoln Financial Field, yeah. Invisalign, don't know. Uh, Martin Frank, thank you very much for jumping in. We'll get you back up in a couple of weeks. Get that visa updated while you're at it. Yeah, 
All right. right. Thanks for the info, Martin. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, yep. Get a visa. You're going to need it. Sao Paulo will be here before you know it. That's Martin Frank from the Delaware News Journal here with us on Birds 365. All right. Mac and Mac coming back. We've still got plenty to do, including talking to Eric Edholm from NFL.com, both a draft guy. Yes, we're going to talk about the draft. We'll put the Super Bowl aside for 20 seconds, talk draft with Eric Edholm. Uh, But we'll also talk Super Bowl with Eric because he is – one of their power rating guys at NFL.com. I loved his power ratings, by the way. They for were the, very unique. For the Super Bowl, he's got the yes. 32 most uh, powerful people. I got an issue with his power ratings, as a matter of fact. I like, the, I like the thought process. I, I do, I too. Like but there is a question or two about the order of certain individuals. I think he's got a little bit low. But we get to that when Eric at home joins us less than 15 minutes from now. Birds fans, here's your chance to save upwards of 40% on your car insurance right now from one of Jacob Sports' great partners. Here's what you need to do. Call one of the two managing partners, that would be either Jim or Fran, and tell them you're a friend of Jacob Sports and Birds 365. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut and Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with first trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Get ready for the big game with Underdog Fantasy and sign up right now with your verified account. Use the word WIN when you register. Underdog Fantasy is giving away $1 million in giveaways and Underdog credit on Super Bowl Sunday. 
And there's a new customer special for anyone that signs up this week for Patrick Mahomes. Get ready for Super Sunday and set up your account right now with Underdog Fantasy and use the word WIN. Hewitt Young, Birds 365. We've got uh, oh, 50 minutes left today. Um, Eric at home from NFL.com is going to jump in with us in just about 10 minutes from now. Um, all right, since we started the free agency conversation last hour with Martin Frank, uh, just get some uh, John McMullen impressions here. For the Eagles who are up for free agency this offseason, Jason Kelsey, who made $14 million and change last year. Uh, so he's already come off the salary cap. He's only counting against Eagle salary cap and dead cap money, which uh, they've already put in place from future years when they just kept pushing it down the line and down the line and down the line. Um, how much are they going to add? If if we want to put the Bayard money in and say, all right, there are 20 million salary cap space now, my Bayard will take it to 30. How much is Kelsey taking down? If he's coming back. <clears throat> uh, and I know you don't think he's coming back, but I do. So uh, right about here. right about 15 million. Same same range. Right about 15 right, million. So 15. But now how we will structure it in a way where that cap number is not 15 million, though. Um, he'll structure it in a way where there's a couple voidable years. Yeah. Jason Kelsey, voidable year 2032. Yeah. Exactly. He'll be stretching it out till. So whatever. you know it's different, but he'll he'll make similar money. Uh, Fifteen, you know, they usually give him a little bit of a bump. I think it was fourteen point two five, and then they'll give him a little bit of a bump. So let's say fifteen. Um, in a lot of ways, and I haven't talked about this, Jody, much, but I think in a lot of ways. The Eagles want Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox to retire. Um, Fletcher's more difficult because Fletcher had a great season. Um, really good season. I don't want to overstate, but he played really well. Um, and he deserves it. Last year he played for 10 million. Technically he deserves a raise. Do you really want to pay um, a guy who's going to be 34, eight figures again, and you have to get what I said, what I was talking about when we were talking about Chris Jones. No way the Eagles are getting Chris Jones, but um, you got to build this. You got to get Carter and Davis and Williams. You, you got to get them the majority of the snaps. And, you know, Fletcher's good, but he's, he's, he's good still, and he's going to be expensive, and that demands playing time. And by the way, if he's here, he should play. I'm not saying that. But in a lot of ways, it's it creates a bit of a complication. So it's dependent on do they believe they're really a Super Bowl contender? Maybe you bring Fletcher back. Maybe you want him back. Uh, certainly, Jason. Jason can do whatever he does. He's he's Derek Jeter at the end. I, that's my comparison. If you want to play, you play. We'll figure it out. Um, that's where he is. But as you mentioned, 
he did not play well in Tampa Bay. No, he had a bad last game. Um, and he didn't play great down the stretch as a whole. Um, that was his worst game. But um, so in some ways, they'll never admit it, but in some ways I think they hope, um, you know, they can turn the page. Yeah, they're a not going to admit that even even behind closed doors. I don't think they'd say that. They'd say, "We'll figure it out. We'll 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 come up with a plan if Jason retires." There'll be no mention of it could actually be beneficial. They, oh, even I, I, if that's I, I, rumbling no. around in Howie's head, those words will never I be mean, yeah, that they will never admit it. Never. No. Nope. I'm just. That's me. And I would say they shouldn't even. I I get the whole financial ramification of it. I know he played badly. Shoot, I brought it up. They played badly. Don't care. He's still one of the best centers in the NFL until I see that actual drop-off. I saw that actual drop-off this year with James Bradbury. I witnessed it with my own two eyes. He became an unbelievably easily. Well, that's it. Who who gets credit? I think Bryant Ricky gets credit for better to give up on a player a year early than a year late. That's sort of the sports mindset. And we just saw it live out in living color with James Brown. You know what, though? But Branch Ricky might have said that after the last year uh, of Chip Kelly. Uh, How would that have worked out for Branch Ricky? Uh-oh. We got to get out a year early before a year late with Jason Kelsey. If he's talking about it, let's move on. That doesn't always work. No, it doesn't always work. But it it, it generally works when you're 36, 37. Oh, he wasn't 36 or 37 at that point. Then No, I'm saying that's added into the context. During the Chip Kelly regime, look, Chip Kelly wanted to move on from Brandon Graham as well for Travis Long. Um, that's just, to me, that's poor personnel evaluation uh, at that stage. Jason was still in the prime of his career. I think what Branch was saying is as players age, it's better to give up on a good player a year early than a year late, not in the prime of their career. But, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what. Right. We could debate what the prime of someone's yeah. career is. Yeah. Some people. Well, Jason's the not in the prime is, of his is, career. All of a sudden, I, I, James Bradbury, his prime, uh, we watched it evaporate before our very eyes. Jason Kelsey has played five more years on top of that. How do you know there isn't a date? When you are 29 years old, 361 day, boom, you can't be expected to play there. It's not that simple. No, it's not that simple. I mean, Tom Brady played to when he did. But even when he won his last Super Bowl, you could say succinctly that was not the prime of his career. Um so you can say that. Um, and that's what I said in some ways. I'm not saying slam dunk. He's still playing at a high level. I said in some ways, you know, they may want to, in the back of their mind, say, you know, maybe it's time to turn that page. Um, or they could say, you know what, we got a legitimate shot to get back to the Super Bowl. But you got to be honest with yourself. And right now, it's difficult for them to be honest with themselves because there's so much work to do. They don't even have a coaching staff. They have to rebuild the defense. They have to do all these things got to hit. They're pretty good offensively, but all these things have to hit uh, for them to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. But the bottom line with Jason Kelsey doesn't matter. The Eagles thought process, my thought process, if he wants to come back, he can come back. He's he's Derek Jeter, but that's a Derek Jeter at the end. 
past his prime. The Yankees let him play the one he wanted to play because of who he was and what he did. But he wasn't great at the end. And that's just the way it is with players like that. I think that Jason Kelsey at his position is better now than Derek Jeter was at his position when he was playing out those last year or two. I would even go so far as say two years. He had two years where the the, the curve was certainly heading down. Jason Kelsey is still a much better player than Jeter was. Uh, so I, I understand you're trying to make the comparison. I just I think it's kind of apples and oranges. Um, to hear to me, and we hope Eric at home joins us in just a second. Um, Here's the most intriguing free agent the Philadelphia Eagles have because of all of the circumstances and situation. That's DeAndre Swift. 25 years old. Statistically had a very good year. Not, not superstar. He did go to the Pro Bowl, and we've kicked it around enough how the Pro Bowl isn't what the Pro Bowl used to be. Flag football, yeah, guys dodging, whatever. DeAndre ended up, he ended up in the Pro Bowl. He ended up playing in the Pro He ended up scoring a touchdown in the Pro Bowl. Had good numbers. He's 25 years old. That's good Pro Bowl knowledge. I had no idea. Scored you didn't know DeAndre played? No. Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 I didn't pay any attention. I got to be. Full disclosure, I paid no attention to the uh, Pro Bowl. No, caught, 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 I believe it was from Jalen. I think he got the touchdown pass, as a matter of fact. Um, made a good job slapping the guy's hand away when he went to uh, grab the flag. Um, the whole running back thing, the Eagles evaluate running backs differently than other teams. The league in general seems to be devaluating running backs. How did the Eagles compare to everybody else? He's the biggest test case for me. Of all the guys that they have, you're right. Kelsey and Cox have other things that factor in long time with the organization, Super Bowl champions, everything else. But DeAndre Swift isn't that. That's just a running back position in 2024. Those that are available, philosophy of teams, philosophy of the league. I, I got no idea what kind of deal DeAndre Swift's going to get. From the Eagles or anybody else. I wish I could tell you, John, or it'll be in that range. I can tell you what kind of range... Chris Jones is going to get top of the market, 30 plus million. You want him, you pay for him. That That's what that's going to take. Yeah. I don't know what DeAndre Swift is going to get. I really don't. Do you? Um, no. You know who's the best at that? Uh, our buddy Brad Spielberger. I'm, I'm going to try to look up to see if he's on his uh, top free agents list because he, he really nails those things a lot um, when it comes to uh, formulating um, potential contracts. Um, he's really good at it. So, but I I'll say this, if you go to Spotrack, which isn't as good, they got him getting more than Miles Sanders. A, I think that's crazy talk, but B because of what we talked about. And part of it is not DeAndre's fault because, um, Miles didn't live up to his contract and that, reflects poorly on the whole market oh yeah so, so i think that that hurts deandre um so that's part of it and if if it but if he does get that money no he's gone the eagles won't even consider that type of money and they have him getting more i'm trying to look up uh brad if he has him on his top list it should be on there so yeah oh, by to- the way at running back this offseason free agents uh, Saquon Barclay, 
Um, the Raiders running back who won the title the year before, whose name is avoiding evading me, right? Jacobs and uh, Derrick Henry. You got three guys who have certainly had better careers now, a little bit older on all those, not much than Swift on Barkley and, and, and Jacobs, but Henry's older. It's not like it's a dry position. Miles got a little lucky last year in that. And you could be facing the same thing with some of, some of those guys again with the franchise tag. He was the best non-franchise tagged running back, and that's why he got the most money. Could DeAndre Swift be that this year? I don't think you don't think Tennessee's throwing a franchise tag on Derrick Henry, do you? Um, no, I don't think so at this stage of his career. But um, yeah, as far as that's you're right. That's what happened with Miles last year, Saquon and 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 Josh Jacobs and, and et cetera. Um, so they obviously would have gotten more, but they got franchised. Um, so he ended up having the the best deal. So I yeah, Brad's got got him at three years, six point two five million um, per year, twelve million guaranteed, eighteen point seven five million total. Um, that's just under what Miles got. If he gets that, he's he's not coming back. If he's right, he's not coming back. And by the way, little note, I, I don't I don't I don't think DeAndre's um necessarily wants to come back either. Um because he he's a good receiver, he knows he's a good receiver, and I think he wants to be involved in an offense that uses uh, the running back more in the receiving game. Yeah, I but aren't, prefer- aren't the aren't the Eagles going to be that kind of offense this upcoming year, John? They can talk about it, and they can say Kellen Moore this and that, and try to convince him. I'm sure they'll if they want him back. If they want him, and again, if it's six point two five million, I don't think they even want him back. Um, but if they do want him back, yeah, they'll try to talk him into it. But does he believe it? Because it's about the quarterback more than the coordinator. The quarterback's not going to dump the ball. A lot of the running backs yardage when it comes to receiving game, we can talk about wheel routes and things down the field. You can increase design plays, but a lot of a running backs receiving is just dump offs and little progress when guys aren't open. Jalen doesn't do that. We've been talking about that for years. Not a bad thing. Um, He doesn't do it because he's been able to effectively do it himself, either gain yardage himself or extend plays and get bigger plays down the field. I think DeAndre wants to be more in, in a more traditional offense where you dump it off to, to the running back. So I think you have two sides. I, I don't think the Eagles want to – If John kind of want him back. If, uh, if you're right, John, which I fear you are, uh, then that's shame on Jalen Hurts. Because <clears> you're right. When Jalen – was running the way that he was running in 2022. You could get away from him. You just go, hey, he doesn't need to dump it off. He takes off. He makes a play himself. He gets as many yards, if not more. And you're not putting the ball at risk by putting it up in the air. Right. He didn't run this much this year. Well, then guess what? You got to be ready to have bad plan B. You got to be ready to dump the ball off. You got to be proficient at that. You got to be confident that you can do it. And then you got to do it. If he didn't, that's on him. That's on Jalen Hurts. If that's one of the reasons why he didn't throw as many passes to running backs out of the backfield because he had a better, more viable option, good for the Eagles. They went to the Super Bowl. This past year, he didn't make near as many plays with his legs. The dump-off pass should have been more of their offense, and if it wasn't, 
That's on Jalen. He should have been prepared to do that. All right, we're going to take a quick time out. I'm going to double check, text my buddy Eric at home and see if uh, he re- remember. I think I was supposed to text him and remind him uh, that he was joining us this morning. He has not checked in yet. We're hoping to run him down. Eric at home of NFL.com. Hopefully next here on Birds 365. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Get ready for the big game with Underdog Fantasy and sign up right now with your verified account. Use the word WIN when you register. Underdog Fantasy is giving away $1 million in giveaways and Underdog credit on Super Bowl Sunday. And there's a new customer special for anyone that signs up this week for Patrick Mahomes. Get ready for Super Sunday and set up your account right now with Underdog Fantasy and use the word WIN. Good news, bad news here with a half an hour to go on the Super Thursday edition, show number 698 of Birds 365. You're going to get that much more Mac and Mac today uh, because I just got a text from my guy, Eric, at home. Um, NFL.com writer who was on news duty, whatever. You understand it's better than me, John. Um, Yeah. If you're on duty and something happens, you get a... He was, he was he not, he was kind of like uh, third string. Just, he was a uh, fill-in guy, third string, just in case guy. But one of their key news guys 
got sick out at the Super Bowl, so he's got to be on call this morning. So he did text me and say, yeah, so sorry, no can do. Uh, I will reschedule with you when we can do it again. So uh, Eric's not going to be able to join us, unfortunately, today. That's too bad. But, uh, uh, yeah, his, his number one sort, the Birds 365 doesn't pay him to come on. Sports uh, NFL.com does. So uh, he's got uh, his, his Super Bowl duties. Um, I, I do want to make this Super Bowl point, and I know uh, uh, apologies to all you Eagle fans who don't want to hear about anything other than the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, it is, I'll, I'll tie it in. I'll do what John McMullen did earlier. Tie it back into the Eagles. Last year, the Eagles got screwed, or you could believe that if you want, uh, by the field conditions, and their speed rushers couldn't get to the quarterback, and it was some kind of setup a uh, Roger Goodell fix of the game because the Kansas Chiefs are his favorite team and he wanted them to win. Feel free to jump on whatever grassy, grassy, keyword there being grassy, conspiracy and all you want to. Um, what is it about Fields in the Super Bowl, John? I get it's the most important game. It's the lead up to the most important game. Then the most important game. Last year we had the stuff that went down in Arizona and yeah, shame on the NFL. That was awfully handled. Did it dictate the outcome of the game? Not really. Was it preconceived by the NFL to screw the Philadelphia Eagles? No, not at all. But this is two years running now. They've already got a problem. No. They haven't even started the game. And everybody is up in arms about the practice facility at UNLV that the 49ers are using that it's too spongy. And Roger Goodell in his State of the Union, which they did on Monday early this week, I don't know why he felt the need to get out in front of everything, but he did with the turf thing. A couple of 49er players had commented on it. It had hit social media. It wasn't a massive thing. Goodell came out. We checked the field. The field is fine. The union signed off on the field. He went there without having talked to the union yet. So JC Treader comes in and goes, yeah, no, I don't know where Goodell got that because we don't think yeah. the field is good enough that it could have been better. And this is the biggest game. Not that it was hideous, not that it was an injury waiting to happen, but they just said not the best and it should be the best leading up to the Super Bowl. Why can't they get the fields right before their biggest event of the year, John? Did we lose Johnny Mike? I'm having issues with internet. I, I, I've had this issue since we had a storm here. So Xfinity, I'm going to call you guys out. You got to fix this, but uh, hopefully, hopefully you got me. Um, yes. When I don't think they care, Jody, you, you, I think you had a list of things. I think this is like 92nd on their list. They just don't care. And you know, Lloyd Howell, the new uh, NFLPA executive director, was talking yesterday. Thing for the playoffs, they're trying to push for better field surfaces. Really showed up with the World Cup and doing all these things for the World Cup to get the World Cup in these states. They have to have grass fields. It's a necessity. They won't accept anything else. And maybe won't do it for the players. All the players talked about the MetLife turf. You know, Chris Long's on there saying you're going to put, you know, the 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 most expensive ACLs world on the MetLife turf and FIFA. 
Uh, no, they're not. They're replacing it. They wouldn't replace it for the NFL players, but they're replacing it for the World Cup. Um, they're doing that in other stadiums as well. Uh, for practice fields, now on the other hand, you know, I'm old enough to remember them calling off a, a preseason. Billick said, we're not playing on, on this crap. Um, did did uh, I tell you that story? So, and Johnny Mac's going in now. So I'll tell you that story. Uh, no. He mentioned the Billick uh, Ravens and them calling off the game at the vet. I was standing about as close to Brian Billick as I am to you right now. Well, we're not actually standing close to each other. We're streaming in, but you get my point. I was on the field for that as Billick was discussing it with the referees and getting ticked off and threatening to pull his team and then eventually pulling his team. Oh, I was standing right there. He picked a piece of the field up and pulled it up and goes, you want me? He, he did. He took a chunk of the turf with his hand, not with a plier, not with a hammer, just reached down with a chunk of his hand and pulled up a, a, a big fistful of quote-unquote turf. I, it was more like cement, if you ask me. And he threw it back down. I, I was less than 10 feet away from him as he's screaming at the referee and knew that that game was going to get canceled. The reason why... I was doing the Eagle pregame show at the time. I was the host of the Eagle pregame show on their radio network. And I got someone calling me uh, myself. Go, you got to get back up to the booth. We got to do, we got to do an hour and a half show now because we've got no game. The official word came down. The game was scandalous. Get up there. Go talk to Merrill. Cause we had already thrown it to Merrill and Mike and they were going to get ready to do the game. No such luck didn't happen. So yeah, uh, yeah. the turf has always been a question, but here's the problem. That was an August game. Shame on the Eagles that they didn't have the field ready. Shame on the city of Philadelphia because they were in charge of keeping the bet up to snuff. This is the Super Bowl, John. This yeah, they is don't the care. They still billion don't care. dollar, the billion dollar entity that is the Super Bowl. How do you not care? It, it, well, maybe that's a little bit too strong. I, I, I'm not going to say they don't care, but it's like 97th on their list. Um, and then you talk about some of the pregame, uh, the halftime show that was part of it as well. Uh, during the Super Bowl last year, it's such an extravaganza that affects the field and that kind of stuff, and that makes them a lot of money. And they're they care more about having Usher, and you know, Usher's going to do it this year, Rihanna. Um, they care more about that than they care about. The, the turf, not that they don't care, but as I said, it's probably 97th on their list for the week. Um, and for the players, it's a bigger deal. But yeah, I where I don't care, to be blatantly honest, and you brought it up, the people using it as an excuse last year, yeah, that's nonsense. Kansas City played on the same field. Um, and nobody's doing it to affect the Eagles. They don't care about either aspect of it. And that's the same thing this year with the 49ers and, and the Chiefs. They, and by, they, it's just way down on their list. Well, and I think they need to revive their list because I think it is more important than 97th on the list. That's just my take. Um, and, oh, by the way, this is just about the practice field, the 49ers, because they have two practice fields. The home team gets to use the practice field of the team in their conference which would be the Raiders for the Chiefs because the Chiefs are the home team and uh, therefore they get the Raiders facility. And the other one has to find the next best facility, 
which they deemed to be UNLVs. And UNLV, they put down grass on top of their artificial turf because UNLV practices on turf. They play on turf. They're not going to go to excesses that the NFL does. It must be a grass field that you practice on. It can't be turf. So they had to put grass on top of the turf. And apparently it was too soft for the liking of some of the Too 49ers. spongy. Yeah. Spongy. Too, too spongy. spongy. Here's – and uh, I'll go there in advance several days ahead and not even knowing. The field, I'll make a prediction. I don't know who's going to win. I still haven't decided, although I'm leaning 49ers. The field is going to be an issue again this Sunday. Why? Did you see the field for the last Raiders regular season game? It was uh, bad. Yeah, I, I, it had a bad reputation. I knew that. Uh, Allegiant Stadium already has a bad reputation. Um, and it's the most expensive stadium in the entire National Football League. Costs no. more to build than SoFi. Re- no, really? Yeah. That, that place is a dump compared to the other new stadiums. Now, it's new. Um, at, at dump is a relative word. But compared to SoFi, uh, compared to Minnesota, Atlanta, Dallas, it's not even close to those stadiums. Uh, maybe so if they spent that money, that's just because Vegas. Maybe it's old school Vegas costs. Yeah, it could because cost it's Vegas not even it's not even close to those other stadiums. Um, so if they spent that much money, that's just Vegas cost because everything costs uh, ridiculous amounts of money there. I heard people out there complaining. You can't get a burger for less than 35 bucks in Vegas. It's like being at the airport in the whole town. Um, so everything's expensive there. Maybe that, but it's not even close. The The thing is, though, Jody, here's where I sit. And again, I bring up Brian Billick because that's the most notable one. Um, you know, if you go to the old Texas stadium, it was famous for having a big crown on the field. Oh, I'm down um, on that too. I, you can't see the other side of the field. You're yeah. standing on one side. You can't see the other side. All you see is the big crown in the middle. Yeah. Uh, they used to play on this stuff. All uh, Crappy turf here, bad stadium here. That Now, for the most part, it's pretty good um, compared to what it used to be. So it's gotten better and better and better. But when you do have the aspect of how much money the league generates now, it should be easier to um, put in grass turf. The players want grass turf. Now, you know, I think a lot of people forget Lincoln Financial Field, you know, Taylor Swift's there or Kenny Chesney's there or WrestleMania is going to be there. Big, big weekend for Jody and I. They have other things that destroyed the turf uh, when you bring them in. And it's easier to do it in a certain way at certain stadiums with uh, field turf or whatever turf they're using. And they need, otherwise you can't have these billion dollars. You just talked about Allegiant Stadium, how much money they spent it on, how much money they spent on SoFi. You can't build something for $6 billion and it's only used for 10 dates a year. Um, so it's more complicated, I think, than people realize. It is, it, but I, if you've got the right read on it, and I'm sure you do, uh, the laissez-faire attitude of the league that it's 97th on its list of things to worry about before the biggest event of the year. Now, uh, right, somebody's going to get hurt week seven 
at MetLife Stadium because they took a bad step on it. They're going to roll with the punches on that. And between you and I, they probably should. I feel badly for the player who got hurt, but it's one week in a 16-game season of a, you're right, 120-event year that a stadium might be used for. The, the NFL can't get nuts about that. This is the Super Bowl. This is it. Johnny Mac predicted $120 million and change tuning in. You want to just go, eh, screw the turf. Can't worry about it. Can't worry about everything. Can't fix everything. Can't have everything perfect before the game. No, the turf is pretty damn important. And if the NFL is taking too laissez-faire an attitude, I think the players' union and and the players themselves have every right to complain about This is Super Bowl. This is not week seven of the regular season. This is the biggest game of the year, and it should be played under pristine conditions. And if the NFL is not doing everything humanly possible to make it that, then I say shame on it. That's that's on the NFL. Uh, if if they, they, they choose to go elsewhere, uh, that, that bothers the snot out of me. All right, Johnny Mac, uh, we've got the Chiefs and the 49ers. Uh, we've got how many hours left? 72 hours, some of their bats, before they kick it off. If the Chiefs win, it'll just be another notch in the belt for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They've already achieved dynasty status, right? I don't think so. I think if they really? win this one, I think if they win this one, I'll go dynasty. Well, you got to win, right? I mean, you know, you getting there is tremendous. It's like Buffalo. Is Buffalo a dynasty? They got there four years in a row. In a lot of ways, to me, um, making those consecutive Super Bowls, you would think you'd get one. That's an extreme example, but to get to be so consistent is a more impressive beat to me in a league driven by parity. But if you don't win, you don't win. And nobody is. So if you lose, um, it, it affects it. I think if they win this one, I think, yeah, they're over the top, but I still think they need one more. So I do think they win it to be, and then, yeah, I don't think anybody can argue it. Uh, I, I think, they're already there. You uh, you brought up the Bills, which is a good one because I noted well, as the Chiefs were making their run, if Patrick Combs got there, which he did by beating the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, he'd be the first quarterback to ever go to four Super Bowls in five years and won one because somebody pointed out Jim Kelly went to four Super Bowls yeah. in four years. So don't leave him yeah. out. Comma and won one. Comma and has already won two. So he's already gone by that. If he wins it, and it's three out of four, then it's yeah, like it's any idiot on. wants to yeah. say they're not a, a dynasty. That ship is way sailed. I think they're already there. And I think if you go, what are they at six consecutive AFC championship games? How many? How many consecutive AFC champions? Is it six? I think, I think it's so. Six. Yeah, Mahomes. Um, I think you'll have the idiots that oh, he's only one two. I think you'll still have those. Um, if they lose this game, if they win it, I think it's a slam, slam dunk. Um, only I, I, I was, a, you know, people say, you know, it's, it's, it's always ironic to me. And I say it all the time. John Elway, most notably was one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time when he was losing Super Bowls. When he won them, he was at the end of his career and he was being lifted by Terrell Davis and a, and a great team. Uh, but nobody remembers that. Uh, John Elway won two. Peyton Manning, 
Only one one. Only one one. Peyton Manning was a darn right poor quarterback at the end of his career, but they managed to win because they had a great team and he got to number two. Nobody cares. He won two. He won two. Um, Patrick Mahomes is great, but if you don't win, people don't remember the runner-up. Um, and, you know, they'll say, that's uh, just as I said, well, oh, they made six straight. You, see, you heard it with Andy here, how many championship games. But he I... never got over the top. He never got over the top. Um, to me, it's more impressive to have that consistency. But to the public at large, you got to win. Right, win. and there's no better example of it than last year. You and I both agree. Who played the better quarterback game in last year's Super Bowl? Jalen Hurts did. I know he fumbled a non-forced error. If the Eagles, if the game had gone in a specific way, which it didn't, then that would have been a bigger deal. He dropped the ball. They picked it up. They scored a touchdown. Eagles built back up a 10-point lead after Jalen coughed up the fumble. They were up by 10 points. So yeah. don't give me the, oh, Jalen, his fumble <clears throat> was the key. No, wasn't the key to the game. They still got up by 10 points after he dropped the football. So that goes by the wayside. So if you don't put too much emphasis on that, which I think you shouldn't, the guy who had the better day that day was Jalen Hurts. He was the more proficient player. He was better than Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and people just forget that Jalen was better that day. We might yeah. remember it here in Philadelphia a little bit more just because we're birds 365. But across the nation, Mahomes won, Hurts lost. <laughs> They're not yeah. going to go into the weeds to break it down and go, yeah, exactly. Hurts actually you know, and PFF just put this up in the PFF era, the two highest graded quarterback games in Super Bowl history are Nick Foles and Jalen Hurts. They're one, two, one, two. You're kidding. One, nope. One, two. Next what one. Did, what did Brady get in the game that the Eagles beat the Patriots? He only, uh, threw, only threw for 500 yards. Um, I have to look up, uh, they put it on their Twitter. I'll try to find it, but I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, he threw for 500 yards. Jim Swartz still won't talk about it. And he won the Super Bowl, uh, cause they were gassed so badly, but yeah, I do know the top two were Nick Foles and Jalen Hurts and, uh, yeah. And I, and I, and I say it all the time and, I believe, and I covered both teams, the better Eagles team was last year's team than the team that won the Super Bowl. Very few people agree with me. A lot of people who cover the team agree with me. But for the public at large, nobody agrees with me because they won, and this and that team lost. Perfect example as well of, of that. Yeah, the, the reason why I can't just sign off on that is are we talking about the team that won the Super Bowl that day or the guys who played the entire season? The Eagles had injuries in the Super Bowl. The fact that they won that game with as many backups as they did is still kind of mind-boggling to me that they had that next-man-up mentality and made it work the way they did. If you look at the entire, which includes the outcome of the final game, the entirety of the the, the whole season, the year they won the Super Bowl and the one that lost the Super Bowl, I got to take the win. That if it was close enough, that certainly tips the scale for me. So I found their post. They only have the top six. Uh, Nick Foles, 
in Super Bowl 52, Jalen Hurts, 92.2. So is this right quarterback there. rating they use in the ESPN? Yeah, this is their grade. No, this is their oh, PFF grade. PFF grade. Um, Russell Wilson was third, 91 point. Aaron Rodgers, 91.6. Eli Manning got a 91.5. Patrick Mahomes got an 89.5. So Tom wasn't even in it. Um, one, two were Nick Foles and Jalen Hurts. And this is since the PFF era since 2006. Okay. Two best uh, Super Bowl performances. Uh, Eagles. Yeah, Jalen, Jalen was phenomenal. And as you point out, I think a lot of people say because it was an unforced error and they did return it for a touchdown and you lose the game by that margin, you know, with a field goal. And they go, well, they would have won the game. if they... That that play changes the trajectory of the entire game. It's not played the same way if it doesn't happen. And as you point, the Eagles recovered, had a 10-point lead at halftime. Patrick Mahomes was banged up. It was looking real good at halftime, Jody. It was looking real good. Despite the, the point... fact that Jalen put the ball on the ground. Yeah. Um, and they, they didn't play well in the second half. But Jalen played well. Jalen played Jalen well. was was not the reason that the Eagles lost that Super Bowl that day. Uh, I we need to take our final time out of the game day. Come back, put a bow on the show. We're on Birds three sixty five. Professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Get ready for the big game with Underdog Fantasy and sign up right now with your verified account. Use the word WIN when you register. Underdog Fantasy is giving away $1 million in giveaways and Underdog credit on Super Bowl Sunday. And there's a new customer special for anyone that signs up this week for Patrick Mahomes. Get ready for Super Sunday and set up your account right now with Underdog Fantasy and use the word WIN.
A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Mac and Mac guys here on Bird 365. Thanks for streaming in today. Yes, let me once again tell all of you streaming and comment on this. We appreciate you. I thank you very much for doing so. We started the show, in case you weren't here at the beginning, talking about a couple of guys who checked in on the stream, giving us suggestions how to do the show. And I said, the streamers seem to enjoy themselves, that we don't need to engage. That was the word the streamer used. Uh, with them, they do a great job of just chatting amongst themselves. Uh, More yeah. power to them. And, well, and uh, a lot of times I, I'm entertained by the conversations they have. And I can I um, I'll, I'll call. All right. I'll say I'll, I'll do what they wanted to end the show. Now, somebody just commented. McMullen says all stadiums are dumps. Now, this is why I don't pay attention to streamers. I, I said the exact opposite. I said. SoFi Stadium, for anybody who I was there for the first time this year, unfreaking believable. Unfreaking believable. Dallas, unbelievable. Atlanta, tremendous. U.S. Bank Stadium, where the Eagles won the Super Bowl, best facility in the country, except for SoFi Stadium now. Uh, Allegiant Stadium, I looked it up, Jody. Six billion they spent on SoFi, two billion on Allegiant Stadium. You can tell the difference. Uh, for a new stadium, what I said, it is not nearly as nice as the other new stadiums. Some stadiums are dumb. FedEx Field, number one on the list. That's a dump. But if you don't listen, yeah. Now, am I going to spend two hours correcting people? I would have to if we if you use the stream. But they, they hear what they want to hear, Jody. It drives me insane. <laughs> Agreed. Um so thanks to all the streamers. Uh, if we talk too much Super Bowl today, sorry about that. Super Maybe Bowl's don't want to coming up, tomorrow. by the way. Tomorrow is the day before the Super Bowl. So, yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Super Bowl. Don will be on early, uh, so we get play Eagles in. Uh, we're still working on who's going to join us in hour number two. Eric Edholm was supposed to join us in hour number two today. He got uh, called in to work. He was on reserve backup type duty for Super Bowl coverage today. Somebody got sick, so he had to be on uh, news duty and uh, was not available to hop on. Uh, and I was going to have some fun with him because uh, we were certainly going to talk draft. And we'll get Eric on. He promised he apologized for his bad, blah, 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 blah. So we'll get him back on. He was at the Senior Bowl. Hopefully we get him on before the combine kicked in next month. Um he, he does uh, power rankings. He's involved in the power rankings on NFL.com. So he power ranked the 32 most important people for the Super Bowl. And number 32 was Usher. So he had some fun with it. Usher had not. Taylor Swift was in, the, I think Taylor was 21st. Yeah, she Usher. was in the 20s out of the 32. Uh, everybody else is a player or coach is top. As no, it be. no, Bill Benovich, 31, oh, the okay. uh, official, because you know people are going to be complaining about officiating. Thank, so. thank you for the correction. You're right. The, the referee, it's got to be in there somewhere. And hopefully he doesn't belong on the list when the game is over and done with because he doesn't have any effect whatsoever. That's what you should be rooting for every single time. The two quarterbacks are one, two. Andy Reid is third. Uh, McCaffrey is fourth as he should be. Kelsey is five, makes sense. Shanahan down at six. That might be just a tad low because Kyle Shanahan, if you're talking about pressure, John, 
I think there's more pressure on him coming into this game than anybody else. Oh, well, I, I, you know who else I think is low? Uh, both. Well, one didn't make the list. That's Jake Moody, um, the 49ers kicker. And Harrison Butker, I think, is too low because that's a huge advantage. We'll talk about it more tomorrow. But that, to me, is a huge advantage for Kansas City. So everyone says they have the better coach and quarterback. They have the better coach, quarterback, and kicker. I, I think people are forgetting about the kicker as well. I think he's a little bit too low because so many of these games, NFL games, one-score games. It was a one-score game last year. Um, big advantage Chiefs if that's the case again. But where I think they undersold the guy, maybe the guy they undersold most is the left tackle of the San Francisco 49ers. He's how many times have you told me that he is a lock, lock Hall of Famer? Yeah, that's Trent beyond. Williams is one of the greatest left tackles in the history of the game. Uh, they don't lose when he plays. No, that's and true. as far as I know, he's playing, he's 100% healthy, he's going to be good to go on Sunday, and he's got him way down the list. I know offensive linemen just do your job, faceless, uh, it doesn't necessarily get clicks, but believe me when I tell you, Trent Williams will be a major contributor after you oh, just yeah. ran down a whole bunch of PFF grades for me, right? Uh, how long they've been doing it, best Super Bowl performances ever. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna bank on Trent Williams' left tackle performance being one of the best Super Bowl. Performers. Yeah, I mean Carl Loftus has been one of the most improved players for Kansas City. You can just scratch him off. Uh, you know, I, he, he ain't he ain't he ain't doing much uh, during the Super Bowl. I'm with you. Trent Williams is unbelievable, unbelievable. And we will talk uh, plenty more Super Bowl tomorrow. Uh, Johnny Mack, like I said, we got D, uh, Damo tomorrow. Um, we'll work on someone uh, for later on in the show. Again, thank you to all of those of you who streamed in. We appreciate you greatly. If you want to ask direct questions that merit being asked, not like McMullen says every stadium is a dump. He doesn't. Uh, but if you want to ask questions, you go ahead and ask the questions, and we may just get to them. You never really know. Uh, but you got to be tuned in to find out if that's the case tomorrow when McMullen and McDonald return in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.